I'm Ethan Finn. And I'm Chase Sanchez. And welcome to The Think Tank. Welcome back to Think Tank Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan. And I'm your host, Chase. Today on the show, we got the one and only Danny Chafee. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, glad to be here. Of course. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, so, Danny, before we uh, sort of get into the episode, we're going to ask you uh, four questions, two each, uh, just sort of get okay. the ball rolling. Uh, these questions, like Chase mentioned, off this, um, off the record, they are um, not, not the uh, easiest questions to answer. They are no. like a little bit less surface level than most openers. Yeah. But uh, Chase, why don't you go ahead and start it We're off? Good, I appreciate that. <laughs> this, these are just for you and just for everyone you. else, especially Chase. Uh, my first one is if you could what is something you tell everyone in the world right now if I could what would I tell everybody in the world right yeah now? it's like some people go with like advice or like inspirational things um, I think there's a couple things that I would say just and I think that it's probably more pertinent to today's times um, as we're dealing with a lot of stuff but I mean I think that um, you know, one thing that I always share, and I mean, it's on a daily basis and something that I do quite a bit with um, a lot of the outreach that I do is in regards to just sharing my faith. So, I mean, if I had to pick something, you know, that's that's one thing that would be incredibly important for me to share um, with everybody, because I, I think that there are different perspectives that come to people during times of fear, times of change, um, and the one thing that we always know, I mean, the only constant is change. And so if we understand that and we have faith um, in uh, like our Lord and Savior, I mean, and, and that's the thing that I, I, I would want to make sure that I um, let people know that there is comfort and that there is an understanding uh, when it comes to our faith that God is always there, that um, we have uh, security in that, that we also have community as well. Um, I always try to share that with people that, you know, feel like they're alone, that there are places that you can go, there are places that you can, you know, connect with, and uh, people that are um, always there to be, be comforting. And so that's something that I think has been incredibly important during this time. I've talked to a lot of different friends that, um, you know, talk about just the doom and gloom and the all, all the negative stuff that's going on, um, whether or not it has to do with politics, whether it has to do with school or uh, work or anything like that. And that, um, you know, that's their main focus as opposed to what can be the beauty that comes out of different things or what can be, um, you know, the the positives of the blessings through it as well and so i think that that's something that i have you know really tried to share with a lot of different people dang dang okay good answer okay uh, i don't know how we're gonna i don't know how you're gonna top that for the next three but <laughs> <laughs> that was that was good yeah i i agree i think a lot of times people sort of um you know lean again not to be cliche or whatever but they sort of lean on their own understanding right and they sort of uh take situations and they look at it through a worldly lens of, oh, it's not going to get better. Like, this is what we have to deal with, and there's nothing I can do about it. Whereas, like, you know, you serve the most powerful God of all time, like the only God of all time. So, why, what do you have to worry about? You know, it's like he he'll be there for you, and you know, 
things will get better, even if it seems like you're at your lowest point. So that's good. Yeah, and we might get ourselves into things, into situations as well on our own because we've tried to take it on on our own. True. But we also need to know that there's a way to get out and not be on our own. There's a way that um, you can find resolution or you can find um, a way to, whether whatever it may be, an escape uh, from a, a behavior or an escape from a situation that you have community and you have people around that will, will rally around you to get you out of it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so what is one of your biggest regrets in life? Uh, Ethan, I apologize. This, this answer is going to probably make you a little upset, but I have absolutely zero regret. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I've All right. <clears throat> absolutely zero regret. That's, that's and I'll perfect. tell you why is, and, and I'll tell you why, because, um, I've always lived a life of no regret, meaning I've, I've made challenges. I've made mistakes. I've gone after things that I didn't get. I've gone after things that I did get. I've, you know, and, and where I am currently with the, the friends that I have, um, with you guys, with the, the group that I have, with my wife, with my family, with my job, with everything, um, comes with everything that I've done. So if I were to say that I had a regret, a lot of that stuff might be wiped out. So I, I would never say that I, I have regret for anything. There are things we wish we might not have done, <laughs> you know, definitely, but I definitely yeah. don't regret it because I think it built me up as a person and I think it made me learn from those mistakes and it made me um, kind of who I am and, and who I want my legacy to be, you know, who I want to be able to pass down and my kids see who I was and, and you know, my friends as well. So Definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I feel like most people, yeah, they think of mistakes and like, oh, I regret doing this or that, but truly everything you've done has like led you to where you are mistakes or not so yeah. i think that's also something everyone exactly wants, is, is no regrets like right thing you're like i don't know if that's something everyone wants is like if they're on their deathbed or whatever they don't if they have regret yeah. it's like oh crap you only so, like, yeah so exactly. the best thing would be to have no like do your best to have no regrets or like take everything you can do everything you can like take every opportunity i guess is what i was trying to say yeah but i mean even yeah, even in yeah. the bat oh good no, I was just, and, there, and like I said, I mean, there could be a differentiation if you're to say like, what's your worst mistake? Um, you know, you could say that, but in regards to like, I don't regret any of the, I don't regret any of the, the outcomes from the mistakes. Cause I learned from those. Um, I mean, I might not be here on this, you know, on your show talking to you guys about this kind of stuff or, um, so I, I think that it's, you know, God given us a path. We've gone through different relationships this um this path to to where we are today so yeah 100 percent. yeah that's good um i because even even in the bad you know again like you were saying it all sort of plays into who you are today um and i think we should even take those you know bad things and just take it as a learning opportunity rather than a oh man you know i i hate thinking about this like yeah. this was a you know this was a bad time for me or whatever like you know maybe you did something really stupid when you were younger but it's like you know, without doing, you know, experience is the best teacher. And so without doing that, you wouldn't have grown as a person. So that's, that's super insightful. You're the first guest and to it, actually say yeah. that. And it's tough too, because, you know, if I, I've experienced a lot to be able to share with other people too. And I've learned from a lot of people that have made mistakes and, you know, um, have been able to share that. And so it, it's tough because you want to be able to take that to people and say, 
hey, these are the mistakes or these are, you know, the things that I've, I've done in my life that, you know, I want to help you out with. But it's very difficult. It's a fine line to then try to direct somebody else to say, hey, don't ever make a mistake. And I want to try to guide you so much that you never make a mistake. That I think that that's a, a, a tough thing, too, because like I just said, you, I mean, you learn from a lot of these things and and uh, and it's OK to make those mistakes and we're forgiven so definitely yeah 100 percent. that goes into like sort of um like with kids too i mean that's got to be i think a lot of parents sometimes will try and shelter their kids from everything that the world throws at them because they you know they obviously they love them and they want them to be protected but you know you got to be careful because you could be sheltering them from reality and then by the time they get into the real world and then you know it rears its ugly head and then they start you know doing things that they probably wouldn't have done had they learned you know when they were younger so that's that's a that's something i see a lot too yeah you never know yeah you never know when you might you know i might not be around anymore and i want my kids to be able to have had those experiences to where they're they're able to learn on their own as well for sure okay <laughs> okay go that's, ahead Jason. that's crazy like these are such good answers they are yeah we could just do the whole show on oh, these thank questions you. yeah um <laughs> thank you <laughs> Thank you. Deep thoughts of Danny. <laughs> hey, there you go. Podcast <laughs> idea. <laughs> uh, my second question is uh, funniest moment. Uh, sorry, say that again. Funniest moment. Funniest moment. Yeah. Oh like, gosh. Something super funny. That... <laughs> <clears throat> um. Wow. Funniest moment. See, you stumped me on that one. <laughs> how much time do i have to think about it five yeah. four <laughs> i mean we can we can come back to it if you want we got yeah let me let me think about it if you want to go to the yeah if you wouldn't mind going to the next question let me think about that one yeah for sure um and then the last question is oh, i can't even see this on my screen um what is one thing that you wish you knew as a kid that you now know You know, I, I wish that I, it's tough and I try to ex express this to the, my kids as well and to, to other younger people that I think it's the, the cherishing the moment, like to really take in every moment, regardless of whether or not it's like, Hey, I'm alone by myself watching a movie and hanging out or, you know, I wish I was doing something else. It's like, I think it's cherish every moment and maybe make the best of it because um when you start getting a little bit older you start thinking back to those times and and i mean there are there are many times you go man if i was a kid again i would have just gone out and hung out with my friends as much as i could have or i would have just you know maybe i would have tried out for that team or that um uh played a different sport or done something different or i would have you know uh, talk to that person that I had fear of talking to back then. It's like in high school, there's a lot of times we have a lot of anxiety and, and concern about like, Oh, I'm going to say the wrong thing, but I would have, I would have gone back. I wish I would have said the wrong thing as opposed to like nothing at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know? And Definitely. so I, I think, you know, stepping out a little bit more or, um, being a little bit more courageous with certain things, you know, you know that's something that I would definitely tell, you know, 
myself if I were younger or if I could tell anybody that's younger is like just you know seize the moment and the opportunity I mean share with somebody that you might not normally share with call somebody that you wouldn't normally call because you're afraid to to uh, they're not going to pick up or something like that and you know a lot of times we revert back to texting because we're afraid that we're going to say the wrong thing so we type it out we type and type type and then we like erase it and then we never send it um so it's like you know if i were younger i probably would have done a lot more um like i would have told myself hey try these different things that you never did yeah no i agree um i i I look back sometimes too and i think um you know I, i why didn't i just talk to that person or like why didn't i just say this or do this um and i just think you know that was really stupid like looking back now i probably would have um but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and so I think that's why you know, like you were saying, you just gotta live, um, you know, be present and don't hold anything back. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to be, you're not just gonna do anything, but yeah, but like, yeah, totally get what you're saying. That's uh, that's good. Dude, I wish I just jumped off that like thirty foot like pole into the water that one time, man. Just I regret that. <laughs> wish I would have full sended it, you know. Full sends or no sends. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Did you uh did you have time to think about that uh that last question there? I did. Yeah, and and what I have to do is uh, preface it with the fact that it was not funny at the time, but it was funny afterwards. Yeah. So one of the one of the funniest moments is I actually um when I was in high school I lived in in Europe. I actually lived in Spain as an exchange student. Wow. And uh one of the nights uh I was hanging out in downtown Madrid with a bunch of my buddies. And we decided like we were just kind of walking all over the place, and we decided we we're like, oh hey, let's go jump over the the fence into this park, and let's go hang out on these swings or whatever. Like yeah. let's let's hop over here. And so we we jumped in, and we were hanging out over there. And all of a sudden, we saw a bunch of guys coming over. And we're like, oh shoot, is this you know like what's going on? Are these guys gonna try to fight us or beat us up or whatever? And so <laughs> they they end up coming over and talking to and talking to us. And I have no clue. But keep in mind, this is like my first month living in in spain i didn't know spanish very well i mean i could just communicate a little bit and these guys are yelling at us and and the my friends from there from the area just hey man, let, let, let's let's go let's let's go and i'm thinking what are you talking about what's going on what are they even saying and they said we got to get out of here we got to get out of here and so we tried to jump back over the fence and we couldn't get out and finally they came over and got us and and walked us towards the front and it ends up it turns out we had jumped into a military base oh, oh wow yeah, which was not so funny at the time because they were looking to arrest us. I didn't have any documentation. Yeah. I didn't have anything on me. And uh, and so as we walked out, um, yeah, we probably couldn't stop laughing the rest of the night because they started explaining what they were saying to us and what was going on and everything. And So that was probably one of my funniest moments. Uh, <laughs> probably also scariest. And, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna... <laughs> Scary and <laughs> funny moment Dang, for me. So I never crazy. did that ever again. That's surprising, though, yeah. how, how, like, the fact that you could just jump over the fence and, like, be on there in the was first it, place. Was yeah, like, was it like a real park or was it? It was. It was a tall wall. They just happened to have this, like, some swings and stuff because I guess they have family that come and stay there or something yeah. like that. It's in town. It's like in the city. Gotcha. But it's actually their base, their their hub, wow. and so um, so it was a. It was not a small. I should have said fence. It's a, it was a wall. So oh, we actually okay. had to scale down this wall. Oh, gotcha. To get to it. Okay. Um. So yeah interesting that's crazy yeah that reminds me uh my brother's freshman year when they went to mexico um they 
they got arrested. They got pulled over oh by. My gosh. Yeah, they got pulled over by. That'd be, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, what happened was they were lost, and this this cop pulled them over, and of course they didn't. I don't think they had their interpreter with them, because uh, well, um, th- their car didn't have the interpreter. But they obviously didn't know a whole lot of Spanish, and so you know they got taken to the police station in Mexico, and yep. the. Um, I'm surprised they got taken there. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was actually so when they didn't have. Um, like cell service either and they couldn't get a hold of like base camp or anything and um, the Mexican police were going to um, arrest them arrest them all like in indefinitely they didn't have they had no you know they, how they do they no even idea. know that they um, know that coming out well they, like... they took him to the police station and I guess there's like jail there and stuff yeah. and so um, but then they everyone that was in their car like pulled together all the money that they had and oh, it was about $250 and they told the the police officer they're like we'll we'll pay two hundred fifty dollars like just to get out like that's our bail basically yeah. and so he went over and talked to one of the other police officers there and they they agreed to it and then they were able to leave and they, but it was like the crazy story I didn't tell it very well but um it, it was insane like we could have never seen him again oh like, my gosh it's, dude. <laughs> that's just like insane yeah I so. mean getting pulled over in your own like country is already terrifying enough. Right. Like, dude, where you don't even know what they're saying. Right, yeah, and they oh didn't have gosh. any way to communicate with, like, base camp or anyone. Yeah. Or, like, you know. And so I think they were – I don't know if they were speeding or, or what the um, reasoning was or if there was even valid reasoning, but it was uh, – like, I, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. Imagine they were but, out of gas on the way back. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been horrible. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, – in college, I ended up heading down to Tijuana with a bunch of friends and and something similar happened where as we were heading down i had a bunch of the parents calling and saying hey i know where you guys are going can you take care of my kid can you take care of my kid so i ended up being the chaperone (laughs) for about five five or six different people and uh end of the night we ended up walking back towards the border and right as we were getting there i was just like hey everybody's just like just you know be cool be cool and we were coming back uh across the border and one of the guys decided to say that he was from china and uh, like they don't a, take that lightly. Like as a joke, you just said it. <laughs> as a jo- oh, totally as a joke. Oh my just goodness! Like, oh, yeah, man, I'm I'm a Chinese nationalist, <laughs> and so we ended up uh, getting detained and, and held for for probably about four hours. Oh um, my goodness! Which once again, scary thing. But then right. you're just like, dude, afterwards, it's it's funny and you can share the stories. But yeah, um, yeah. And and that was at the border. Oh yeah, yeah, that was at the border. Oh yeah, my, the, and um, you know, there's guys San Ysidro border. Yeah, there's guys walking around there with you know like like big old guns and yeah, stuff, like and like, assault <laughs> rifle and stuff, dude. I'm like, what do you need this for? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, military. He's got an but... RPG strapped on his back. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the number one thing is you don't say anything no. when you cross border. You just stay stay silent. Let them yeah. check your passports and just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Believe... Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Check. Don't check my bags. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually smuggling drugs in. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever kid. I mean, after going to Mexico for eight years with Bayside, uh, yeah, that's one thing you make sure you tell everybody not to do when you get to the border. Yeah. Don't mess around. Don't play a joke. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Danny, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just sort of the life of Danny wrapped up. The life of Danny, huh? Uh, and and where do you want me to start? Like at any age uh, or any uh, like just current? Nine and a half, exactly. Nine, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Honestly, just 
just go through it all. That's what we're here for. Just we want to we want to talk so about I was, it. So, so I, was, I was born in in Santa Rosa at Memorial Hospital on the second floor. And uh, <laughs> third building. I mean, here we go. Third building down. <laughs> Get comfortable. <laughs> no, I, I just do a, a kind of a brief thing. I mean, like uh, born and raised in Santa Rosa, grew up in Modesto, um, high school, went to UC Santa Barbara for college. Um, I was um, pre-med at the time. I was also a Spanish literature major, so I was doing science and everything at the same time. Uh, and actually, during my senior year, I uh, was working at Trader Joe's in Santa Barbara, and that's where I met the love of my life. That's where I met my wife. And so we actually got um, engaged after four months and married uh, about six months later. And so we've been married now 20 years and um, that's awesome. three kids. Yeah, so three kids. Um, Oldest daughter is 19, middle daughter is going to be 17 soon, and then my son is uh, 15. That's awesome. Yeah, so we go to, go to Bayside Church. Um, we're heavily involved in a lot of the um, global ministry stuff there. Um, we love serving, um, and then I, I work for a medical oncology company as well, which is awesome because a lot of the, the um, support that I get from them is to also work in the community as well and so it's it's a great job to be working with you know physicians and nurses and patients and and um kind of working in the medical field so never went to to medical school if i can back up so ended up getting married and not going to medical school but i always wanted to be i always wanted to be in healthcare and i always wanted to be like involved in that and so that was something was kind of an avenue for me to utilize my um love for for communication, for being out, meeting new people, things like that, but then also kind of being able to join that up with the science side that I love as well. And so it was a great match um, for me to work for this company and to to be able to go out and kind of educate, um, support, and to teach. So that's um, that's what I do. Yeah, I've been doing that for now, uh, come, yeah, 16 years. Wow, that's awesome. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't even really know like um, what kind of work you were in. Yeah. Um. So that's mm-hmm. super cool. So how how does that work? How do you get you know a, a job like that without going to medical medical school? Well, you know, it's it's actually um, a lot of people have come from different backgrounds. I mean, there are a lot of different people, whether or not they. Um, you know, have been in, you know, had a science background or a biology background or whatnot. There are a lot of people that start off kind of earlier on with, with bigger companies, um, kind of more in the primary care setting. Um, and then what I was kind of driven towards, because I work in oncology now, is I, I worked in primary care, gastroenterology, as well as um, the, the diagnostic side, so the testing side for, for breast cancer. Okay. And then eventually got into, into this with... Um, with this other oncology company, but, you know, somebody that's just, um, you know, driven, you know, has communication skills. I mean, you know, really kind of starting off with those um, attributes in the primary care setting, and then you can kind of move way through that throughout the years. Once you get start getting experience and start getting some um, little bit of back, background on uh, understanding the industry. So. Sure. Wow. That's, that's super cool. Jeez. Interesting. So what was that like growing up in in high school? 
in Spain. I really want to hear about yeah. about that because I I don't know if you had told us that before, but no, no I had no clue. About I don't that. remember that. So that's interesting. Yeah, How, it's running from like the military and stuff. Yeah, I mean, aside from breaking into foreign <laughs> military bases, climbing in tanks yeah. and stuff, I don't know, driving. And I apologize because a lot of times I I back off on saying things sometimes when we're in group because uh, I feel like I'm repeating myself. So. Um, yeah, I apologize if I hadn't shared that with you guys, but you know, like I was, um, I grew up, I played soccer my entire life and in fact still play soccer. And so one of the driving factors was, um, wanting to go to Europe and wanting to play somewhere and learn a different uh... style of soccer. And so when I was a uh, freshman in high school, I was playing soccer and, and I had met a, um, an exchange student from Finland. So I ended oh, wow. up getting to know this guy really well, played soccer together, and um, he had expressed to me that, um, you know, it was the greatest decision of his life. He was really kind of isolated within his own town. He didn't know much about the rest of the world. He had learned a little bit of English, but wow. really wanted to go experience a different culture. Dang. And I think that that was like something for me was incredibly important, and meaning like it was just a passion of mine that I always tried to find out any of my friends that were from other countries or anybody that was from another area I was always really fascinated by just the culture and background and so I thought being able to go somewhere and experience that because really like I had never really left the state to be honest I mean like you know growing up as a freshman and even in my sophomore year so um I think that I had a very narrow view of the world and really didn't understand, you know, global politics and other things like that. So um, when I was uh, a sophomore, I just basically said, hey, I told my parents I came home with a form and I said, I'm going to go live in Europe for a year. Wow. And and they said, "Okay, well, how are we going to pay for this? I said, well, I'll figure (laughs) it out. I'll work or do whatever I can. And so um, I think they understood my independence and they understood like how important this was to me that they were incredibly supportive of it and so i I basically did everything all the prepping and everything to to do it and before i knew it i was being you know catching a flight in a week to to fly out and live for an entire year out in another country wow dang so yeah so um so i was lucky enough to get madrid spain as my location i actually lived in a little um, a smaller town, like about 30 kilometers northwest of downtown Madrid. Okay. And, um, and so it was a different experience than some of the other guys that, that actually lived in the city. So I was in like a really small town, knew, got to know everybody. So by the time I was leaving, I mean, I could walk down the street and I knew people in that town. I mean, there were no more than maybe, I don't know, like five or 6,000 people, but like wow. you just, you knew all the kids. There was one high school there. Um, and uh, one elementary school and so um you walked everywhere you know you yeah. walked all over the place and or then you took like local buses into the city or something like that but it was just a absolute culture shock when i first got there because i had, didn't know the language i didn't know anybody i didn't kind of really know the customs and things like that and, but you know after about three months i was speaking conversational spanish i was really um, immersing myself and like really wasn't speaking any English. I hadn't been calling home or talking to any friends. Yeah. And so it was awesome. I mean, it was basically like wake up early morning school. And, and one of the things that was kind of a shocker to me was how important school was. Yeah. That's to another country. Yeah. Cause coming from our high school it was like, Oh, well, 
yeah, I like, I like school and everything, but I didn't really at that point in my life understand the importance of if I don't, what I do now will affect my future. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like what I, what effort I put into it or how much energy I put into it, it will give me a, a leg up going to college or, you know, would help me out of my future. I just, I was just trying to get through school. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're yeah. just trying to, <laughs> we want to hang out with friends. We want to do other stuff. And so I, it was an eye opener for me because while I was there, I understood that um, if you don't do well in school and you don't get a certain grade or a certain score on your test, that determines your future like that. Like basically you, you fall into like, you take this end of end of grade test and if you don't get a nine or 10, you're not going to medical school and you're not going to law school. Dang. If you don't get a, a seven or an eight, you're not going to this school. Or if you don't wow. get, you know, this grade. Basically schools like we, we just go, okay, well, I, you know, the city college, I can go here. We have so many different options here. It's like, it was a lot more limited there. Oh, okay. It's like either you go to college or you go to college or you go to the civil service. Uh-huh. Wow. That's, yeah, no, that's yeah. Sorry, I'm so like different. rambling. Yeah. I'm no, no, that's on. good. I, I apologize. That's so different from here because, um, you know, we don't, yeah, like, I mean, exactly right. We don't really put the same value on school that other countries do. And I think just also um, because other countries don't have, the same education system. So they, you know, that's like a lot more valuable to them than, you know, just because getting education might be rare for past generations. Mm -hmm. And so for their kids to be able to do it is like really, really nice. So that's, that's definitely interesting. That's crazy. I mean, just like the tight knit community, how you like knew everyone, like you don't really see that here too often. Not too often, not unless you're like really kind of involved. But I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't walk around much. We don't walk around. We're always in our car. We're driving places. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get on the freeway to go to most places. Front. So like, unless you go to a, a local like hangout spot or something, like yeah, that, you see the same people. It's not. But I mean, this is like walking all over town. I mean, just like every walk there. Hi, like everybody says hi. Everybody's you know, um, at the time we're just friendly. And, yeah. Uh, that reminds me of Lewis yeah, in a way. A... I, f- I feel like we would definitely know more people if we walked around and everything, but we still um, know a decent amount of like, people. I mean, it feels like you know everyone, at least in Loomis. Yeah, but they're again, yeah. like, that's a smaller town. And again, the population of Loomis is what, like 6,000 something? That's so, crazy to think so that the one you're in is even smaller because I've never couldn't like think of a town smaller. I'm like, oh, like, we're always, I'm always in a smaller town than you'll be like if I like, yeah. meet new people. Right. But like, so that's like one of the first where it's like, oh, wow, it's a whole thousand people less. So it's like one-sixth yeah. of the population in our town, like, gone. Yeah. Well, and also, we just don't live in an area where there are small... I mean, you can find them, like... Yeah. Especially, like, the Midwest and stuff. There's there's lots of, like, small, like, you know, Main Street America-type towns. Uh-huh. But, you know, other countries really have that a lot more, you know. Um, and yeah. Spain, I really want to go to Spain. My mom's... Uh, family is from spain and so she got to she's been there i think once or twice now um to meet them and stuff but it's it's uh it's definitely different i know that in spain and i think other european countries they uh they like they they're out super late like they don't eat dinner like till like eight nine o'clock and stuff and like oh yeah it's like nightlife starts at like you know around that time yeah 
And so that's just so different from here because here it's like, you know, you walk down the street at like eight o'clock right now and it's like maybe because of COVID, but you know, there's barely anybody yeah. out on a typical weeknight. So, well, I can, I can only imagine the effect that COVID has had on the culture there because while I was there, oh, yeah. you shared every, you shared oh, everything. Yeah. I mean, like we would go to school and it's like you walked up to a group of your friends and you had a sandwich, you shared it with everybody. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's like <laughs> you pass it around and you might not get it back. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's gone by the time it gets back to you, but that's just the culture. That was how huh. it was. It was like you don't ever eat in front of people or you don't like have something huh. and offer it up. And so, you know, I mean, it's like, yes, there's anywhere you went. I mean, we'd just be hanging out and it's like, you know, you'd walk up with, with food and you're like, Hey, take a bite. And then you'd pass it around or you'd whatever. I mean, it was, it was such a, um, such a like night and day for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Just kind of coming out of, coming out of here and you know, where I was living and and then going there and, and that's how it was. It was just everybody, you know? helped out so. I, I walk in there with a bag of candy and everyone's looking at me like what you want yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i mean yeah even going to mexico yeah, like, you get get your own candy yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all funny games it's so all got something funny. i want <laughs> yeah for sure but i mean even going to mexico is like just so different i mean anytime you go anywhere outside of your own um like yeah. what you know it's just it's just different and it's kind of cool to see how other people live um, and just, you know, how they interact with each other. Cause it's, it's very different, you know, I think a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. You learn a lot about just community and interaction and things like that. Cause I mean, I've, I've been to other countries where, um, like we do a lot of inviting people over. We like people having, you know, here in the U S we'd like to have people yeah. over. And it's the same thing when I was living there, you know, it's like you invited, um, every, uh, every weekend we would have just this big, kind of potluck you know we'd have paella and we'd have all this kind of food and we'd invite all the neighbors like all the neighbors came over every every weekend wow and you'd have that's awesome community and, and you'd, yeah, you'd share cool. food and and stuff like that and then you know when i go to japan it's like that they just they don't invite people over uh, one there's not yeah. a lot of space inside the, inside the homes it's like but you just don't you don't invite people to your house like you go out and meet up or something like that but you just you never there's not a lot of in- inviting back into the home. That kind of reminds me of like back in like uh, like first through like third grade, where we'd all like invite and get all the friends to come hang out like that were like lived on your street, you know? Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that like totally reminds me of that where like everyone would all hang out and like just yeah. how fun it was. You and know, you was... just walk into each other's houses. Yeah, and yeah, it was, like, yeah. Normal, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that, was, that was when my, that was when my neighbors. Uh, parented me as well. Yeah, yeah, younger. right, <laughs> for sure. I mean, it was like you know, my my friend's parents had the right to spank me if they needed to. <laughs> exactly. You know, it was like you just you, you didn't mess. You didn't like nah, go to you somebody else's house. Yeah. Not even my mom. <laughs> you, you, you had the respect that it was yeah. like you might as well be my second parent. <laughs> oh yeah, and you knew not to mess up. You're not gonna go over there and you right. know, mess around and yeah and do anything. You're like, oh shoot. In fact, you're probably less likely to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my my dad actually went to Japan on a mission trip in when was it nineteen eighty eight I think um, after he had graduated and he I mean it was just it was just so different than America obviously and the one thing that people would comment on there was like how tall he was because mm-hmm. like yeah. you know yeah in Asia people aren't nearly as tall as, as yeah. Americans 
And so, um, that, dude, that was definitely you fun. Went? Oh, dude. Oh, well, he's, he's he, he, was the same, he was the same height as me. So, uh, at the time? Yeah, it would, he's, I mean, he's a little bit shorter now, but yeah. But yeah, at the time he wasn't. So, oh. um, like, you it, should be, uh, it just, you should go be an exchange student there, Ethan. I should. I, that would be interesting. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Since when are giants yeah. around, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're probably more used to it now just because of like travel and stuff. They probably yeah. see a lot more Americans, but, um, yeah. Just, the, yeah, they're just not used to, you know, six, seven guys, you it, know, it, walking around. They're like, I think he's here for the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you walk in like you're a year early. What do you mean? A year early. Yeah. Like, no, it's next year. What? Oh, the Olympics. No. Yeah. But, I mean, it's interesting. Like, in Japan, uh, I don't know if they, I think they still do this, right? They don't, they don't like sit in chairs and stuff. Like, they have like low tables and they like sit on the ground uh, and they eat. And yeah. Stuff. Um, and it's just, you know, different. It's so cool to kind of see. Him. Yeah, it depends on where you go. Yeah, you. I mean, a lot of times you're sitting on the floor or something like that or mm-hmm. pull up a pillow. Yeah. Definitely. So when did you um, – obviously, your faith is like a huge part of your life story and your life now. But uh, when did when did that really come to the forefront of your life? When did you really sort of uh, pick up your cross, if you will? Pick up my cross. So – you know, to give a little bit of background, like when I was younger, I had always felt the presence. Like I always felt like there was, there was something there. Like I, I had gone to church a couple of times with my mom and my grandmother, but nobody else in my family went. Um, and so I think that I had not really an understanding, but I, I just felt like there was something there. Um, and I heard other people talk about God. I heard people talk about church. Um, but that was like on rare occasion that we would go when I was younger and then it was right around when I was um, I was in seventh grade eighth grade time um, throughout those two years that I really for some reason like something just like sparked for me because once again now my family's not going to church at all like nobody's going and there was something that I just I, I felt like I was seeking um, and so during that time I had sought out a couple of my friends and I knew that they went to church and during those, <clears throat> excuse me, the, during those two years, I really was just interested. I, w- I was like, what is this all about? Like, yeah. what, w- and not only that, but why are there so many different religions? Yeah. Like, why are there so many different beliefs? Why is there so many, so many different things? So I had actually gone to um, the Southern Baptist Church with a friend. I went to a Covenant Church. I went to Presbyterian Church. I went to a Church of Christ jehovah's witness church which um i actually you know just kind of like attended i wasn't allowed to go in but i was able to go in the front area Uh, yeah Yeah. and and talk to a lot of people and then i even attended um i went to a mormon church with some friends as well and it was just like kind of crazy just you know hearing the different things and and experiencing the um you know, the different churches and not really remembering the message per se, but like just the, the family and as they went and, you know, just what that was like. And I think, I don't know if it was something that I was, if it was the faith side that I was seeking or if it was the family side I was seeking to like go with my family. Like I wanted my family to all come together yeah. like on a weekend and we go do something together. You know, it's like we always totally. had stuff going on. And, and so then it was um, one of the churches in Modesto that, I re- I went to and then I heard a message and it was like, okay, I want to know more. Like I really want to know more. And I tried to seek it out and I felt like 
you know, either if it was lack of, of mine uh, or like who I was talking to, I just didn't feel like I got that. And I, and I wanted to be, uh, you know, going to church and I wanted to do that, but I just didn't feel like anybody had the time to really share with me, mm-hmm. you know, or give me an answer. Like I'd ask a question and I felt like the answer that came back was just like, okay, but, but can you explain that? But like, not just because God says so, like, don't just, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. God says yeah. you need to go to church right? because you know, like, how do I grow in my faith? How do I grow in my relationship? Not just like, am I attending church? Like, what does my attendance record look like? I want it to be like, I want to understand better why and how, how does me uh, understand this better, grow my faith with, with Christ. And then <clears throat> I ran into, I'd say I experienced a situation in high school that, that I wish I never had to, but I had lost um, a lot of family members and I had lost three of my really close friends to either drunk driving or to, um, uh, they were in a car accident. Mm-hmm. So it was like one was drunk driving two two of them were drunk driving and one was into a car accident. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then I lost some family members to, uh, cancer and to, um, you know, lung cancer and breast cancer and things like that. It was like, you know, four, four family members and like three of my friends. And during that time, I just said, I didn't have that faith at the time to really like know how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And that's when I pushed God away. I like, forget it. I don't even want anything to do with this. I don't like, I just went to these funerals and I know that they were in churches and I just thought I'm like, it was just an empty thing to me. Like I didn't, I didn't understand it at all. Wow. And it, and it wasn't until I, um, then when I, while I was in Spain, um, I had gotten word that my cousin who was six weeks older than me had committed suicide. Oh my God. And it was about a month before I was supposed to come home and we had been communicating. And I think that that was one of the things that even further pushed me away from Mm -hmm. God. I just like, why did that happen? Why is this happening? Like everybody talks about, you know, things happen for a reason and like, but nobody's explaining to me why. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, Nobody's ex- explaining to me, like getting into the Bible and really like explaining that to me. And so it wasn't until I had gotten, um, I was engaged to be married and my uh, wife's grandparents had asked us to come with them to a retreat at Zephyr Cove in South Lake Tahoe. And we had kind of gone, like I was with her, hanging out with her grandfather and she was hanging out with her grandmother. And I got to listen to a speaker and his name was Jerry Root. And, um, in his sermon on one of the days, like finally answered that question for me, mm-hmm. like finally had given me, and I felt like, ooh, I mean, it's, it's crazy to try to explain it because I can't, I think everybody has to experience it on their own. Um, you, there, I don't think there's really a, like, other than just saying like my entire body was overtaken with emotion, with uh, like joy and with understanding and, and a little bit of clarity. Mm. Um, because I don't think we're supposed to understand everything, but I, I had just this, an immense amount of clarity and I just felt like God telling me, like, just accept me. I'll show you, I'll walk alongside you. I've always been here the entire time. I know you were seeking, I know you were searching, I know you were doing all these different things. But like, while you felt alone, I was always there. Like I was always, I was, I've been seeking you. Like you weren't seeking me. I've always been here. I've been seeking you. Yeah. 
And, um, and it was in that moment that I told this guy, I just said, Hey, I want to accept, you know, God into my life. I want to accept Christ my, as my Lord and savior. And I, this, I want this to be my life and my legacy. And so, um, and so that was, the, that was the day it was like, you know, I was what, 22 years old. And, uh, ever since then I have just like, you know, been a follower and, um, more of just not just going to church, but increasing my relationship and like driving my relationship with God and, yeah. and strengthening that through small groups, through, you know, men's groups, through, through any means that I can. Definitely. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Dax's YouTube before I say this, but I remember what he, he saw on the video one time. This is like totally something I was like, Oh yeah, that makes so much like, that's really cool. I didn't know that before was he said, like, if everything's going easy, then you don't have a strong enough faith with God because he what he he's waiting for you to, like, grow sh- stronger in him and everything because, like, if he, if everything's too easy, then, like, I forget the reason why, but I was like, yeah, it's, that's probably true. Because the Christian life isn't yeah, easy. So if it's, it's easy, easy, you're not doing it right. Yeah, or something exactly. Like, something to that effect. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, I was like, wow. But then also for other people, it's the exact opposite. Like, it, yeah. it'll be really hard. And then it all makes sense because it's like, because people say like, oh yeah, no, duh, everything happens for a reason. It's like, yeah, because everything does happen for a reason. So I would like we not say that. It's just it. I think that they don't get the answer as quickly as they wanted. Yeah. So they're kind of you know say, well, yeah, why would you say that? Because no, duh, everything happens for a reason. It's like, well, because everything does. Like, <laughs> it's like I don't. It's like a you know, right. Um. So like that's awesome that some of those like you realize like what came out of some of those situations and everything that's mm. that's I, after that like you're sh- i feel like you're like you're getting so much closer to god like mm. when you figure that out like yeah. oh my gosh that makes so much sense and then like you feel even closer yes yeah i agree yeah yeah one of the one of the things that was expressed to me too that i that i've heard before and i've, I've always kept this close is that you know they say you know, once you accept Christ into your life, that's when the battle starts. Mm. Like once you've done that, that's when the battle starts because you will continue to be attacked. You will continue to be want to have, you know, things might happen and, you know, you see things, the sin, the stuff that's going on like in life. And, and that's when you're going to continue to be, you know, challenged um, in your faith and and try to draw you away from your faith. Yeah, for sure. I I think you become more aware of the battle. Yeah. I think more than anything, oh, yeah. because before, even if you, after you've accepted Christ, like it, it, before you like really start sort of engaging in the word and like kind of what all of it entails, like you still sort of, you know, you sort of see things differently, but then after you sort of, um, use the term again, pick up your cross, then it, then it, uh, it becomes more clear and you begin to see more of the things that are evil or that are yeah. not of, you know, God and you start seeing these things and you're like, Oh, this is actually not good. Or like, you know, I actually got to watch out for this Yeah. or whatever. And then it becomes hard. So yeah, exactly. exactly. It's, it's tough. It's yeah, tough. Most people are probably just trying to get by like just through life in general. Yeah. And, and then they, they see they become Christians and they realize, Oh crap, there's so much more to it. And then they're trying to, you know, manage that for sure with everything else that they already were. So yeah, yeah it's like it, it probably should become harder. It's not going to, everything <laughs> that doesn't go away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, had, yeah. I had told myself the whole time through like college and everything, you know, before I'd accepted Christ, I just said, Hey, you know, I want to be a man of morals. You know, I want to be, I'm just, I'm, if I could just be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just want to be a good person. I could do it on my own. Yeah. You know, and it, oh, rookie mistake. 
about regrets in life, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Dalton asked us this, and I just, I like the question so much. It was also kind of around like the time where like that we're doing the conspiracy theory ones too. But if like, let's just say tomorrow aliens were like were I don't know government released something and said they're like they're real. They're here and everything. Basically, there's there was no denying it. Would it change your your belief at all? Would it change my my faith or my belief? Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's what we said too. But some people think it would like somehow disprove like. I like, I, not I, I I I think it just yeah. brings a lot of questions. Oh yeah, sure. It no, hundred percent. So many questions. I mean, not that there already aren't a bunch, but like yeah. it would just open up a whole other can of worms. For sure, I think there are a lot of things that we we might not ever see, or we might see that that are real. Sure, yeah. You know, I mean, like it it, it could be. I mean, it could. <clears throat> who knows? I don't have any. You know, obviously, we don't have any evidence. We don't have any any. So, Danny, I noticed you've been uh, like disappearing like... every here and then. Like, what's that for? Uh, to, uh, <laughs> uncovering hey, something. Go visit my friends. Yeah. <laughs> And then I see something fly off. I'm just, here, I'm just a... here to gather. I'm just here to gather information, guys. Uh, I'm just here to, I'm, <laughs> you know. He's just sucking all of our information yeah. out of our brains. <laughs> yeah. He's downloading the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um. Oh shoot! I had something I wanted to say. Now I forgot what it was. Uh. Dang, stole your thought. Yeah, no, you stole my thought actually. Uh, never mind. <laughs> um, I I guess I I will just change it up a little bit and just ask another kind of leading question that I wanted to ask. Um, obviously, there's like yeah. a huge war on Christianity, both in America and sort of just globally. Uh, where do you do you see that like getting worse, um, or do you see it getting worse and then better, or then you know how how do you see that sort of like playing out? If you can speculate, just sort of like where we go from here to add on to that also you could definitely see it on social media a lot too oh for just sure in videos yeah so it could be yeah like anywhere you see that or what it's like um it's tough because i i think that i could possibly see it getting worse just because i think that with a lot of stuff that's going on and, and i want to say especially for like where you know where do we normally lose our faith? Like when do we lose our faith? And that's that's through tough times. Mm. That's through challenges, and you know we call them trials and tribulations and things like that. We call them a bunch of different things. But but I I think that as long as there is the amount of fear that we allow to overcome us, as opposed to um, our happiness, like we we focus more on the fearful side like i'm not going to get to do this anymore or i'm not going to get to do that or i'm not going to get to go here or play this or do all this kind of stuff and i think that that's where like our world was was turned upside down i think that that's the thing is like we just change and then that's what leads to questioning and then that leads to like yeah no i maybe i don't believe in this anymore maybe i don't yeah you know, maybe this, maybe it's not right, or maybe, yeah. you know, this is what prophecy says, or maybe this is what this says, or, or, you know, and you get a lot of more people. I think there's a lot more chatter, you know, through different people as you're getting together that just say, yeah, what I thought was my great life, because we put so much 
you know, we put so much stock into security. Mm. We always do that. It's like my house is doing great. My job's great. My kids are doing great. So if any of that stuff happens where my kids are now not doing great and I lost my job or I lost my house, that is now, now I'm not blessed anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm not, you know, God's not looking out for me or, you know, these things happen and I, I see why would, why would God then do this? Like, that's the big question, you know, that always comes up is like, why, if there was a God, why would we have, you know, all this type of stuff going on? Why would there be a pandemic? And, yeah. and, and so I think that, the, you know, as long as we continue as, as a society and like in the media and on social media and stuff, that's just posting everything about, you know, the fearful side and the stories that are coming out, like there's not a lot of happy stuff that's that's taking place. So um, we start to, you know, fall into that as a victim. We start to fall into the understanding of things are just bad now. It's just bad. It's going to be bad for a long time, you know, um, as opposed to looking at the the good stuff that we still are able to do or the people that we still get to be around or the, the blessings that are still in our life and things like that. So I think both ways are, are blessings. So. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, I agree. I, it's all about perspective, right? Um, because no, no matter how, no matter how bad, like things may seem, what I like to try to do and what I've, I don't know, I think I've, I've probably done more recently in the last year or so than, than any time else is just think about like that. It could be worse, right? Yeah. Like there's always a worse level oh my gosh. that it could be. And so yeah. it's even in your own personal life. Like when something bad happens to you personally, you think, well, Hey, you know, at least, you know, at least that this didn't happen to me, or at yeah. least, at least I didn't, you know, get this disease or whatever, right? Um, and always sort of like putting that optimistic light on your situation will make the situation better. Because what is it? Winston Churchill said, "A pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. Optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty." It's like you know, you, it's what you make of it. So, yeah, no, I agree. I I think the whole yeah, thing... I think it's tough. I think it's tough. Oh, good. I was going to say, I think the whole war thing was totally, like, um, I don't know, coming to, like, Jesus and everything. Like, you don't realize it, like, there's a battle until, like, you, you're like, oh, crap, there's it's, this whole yeah. entire, like... Until you're in the middle of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to throw that on. But... Yeah. Well, I was also going to say, it's difficult because we only, we base our, our faith or maybe, you know, how much God loves us on our possessions. Yeah. And we, we base that on like what we have. And, and I think it's incredibly tough because if you went back and you just said, okay, well, I have, you know, uh, a moderate house to live in. I have transportation, whether it's a bicycle or whatever, I can get here and there, I can get to work or I can do this. I, you know, I have a job and things like that. And I have food, you know, I have, I have food to eat. I mean, that why is that person then less blessed than somebody that has a big, huge house, um, tons of money you know multiple cars and things yeah, like that it's like we, sure. we base all of our happiness and then our, our faith on that um as opposed to just the love that is given to us and the and you know the family that we have and things like that so it's just it it's it's so tough to see that because you go to different um you know i've been to a lot of different countries and i see people and it's just eye-opening because they have absolutely nothing yeah. yet they're like singing in the streets and they're yeah uh praising god and and i and i and it's so tough for me because I've always looked at, um, like a long time ago, I used to look at possession as the blessing and I go, how are they like, they're yeah, saying we're the so heck? blessed. Yeah. We're so blessed. Mm. I'm like, how are you blessed? Like you have nothing. 
Wow. You yeah. know, it's like, how do you think you're blessed? It's like, well, they don't, they know the love of God. Like they know, they know that and they have it in their heart and it's like, and they're cheerful. And, and despite their house being washed away by a, uh, you know, cause it's a mud hut, you know, their yeah. house being washed away by water. Oh, we'll build another one. You know, it's like, whatever, we'll, we'll build another, everybody's safe. Everybody's good. We're all good. You know, um, we have we stuff food and we have things. It's like, we're just going to rebuild. Yeah. And they maintain that faith. And it's, it's like, we just think that once we lose something, it's all we, over. Like, know, oh, a oh, life's over. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a huge issue. I mean, we just put so much value and worth into materialistic things. And we think we, you know, like you were saying, we do, we think that when people say bless, they're talking about, you know, material. Yeah. Things. Yeah. When in reality, like, yeah, someone who has zero dollars to their name, but has, you know, a tight knit community, a great heart, you know, a good family. Like that person is far more blessed than, you know, the millionaire down the street who lives alone and doesn't like anybody. You know what I'm saying? So I, I agree completely. That's, that's huge. If you look at like, you know, impoverished countries and stuff like those people have like some of the, like the, the most cheerful hearts. Yeah. Probably more happy as as a whole than like the dude. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, Shoot, I had a I had a question about some something deep, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> okay. Um, what is something that you've like really been blessed with, and like that you've realized within these this pandemic? Because I noticed some things like it's giving me more time to work out and do other stuff I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, what is something like that you've been really thankful for because of like this pandemic? Maybe something you started, something like you, I don't know, what like it could be anything. Uh, it, it's time with my family. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And, and time to just kind of slow down because, um, I have put so much just over the years. I mean, there was a lot of travel that I was doing for work. There was, um, a lot of, you know, evening stuff that I have to do. There are weekend conferences, um, all this kind of stuff that, you know, I thought was incredibly important. I mean, it is for my job. I mean, it's, it's very important, but, you know, we put a lot more importance on, Hey, I'm the provider. I'm the person that goes out and, and, uh, works hard and takes care of my family and does all this stuff. And then, um, you know, I, I forget about that time, you know, yeah. I mean, it goes by so fast and so many people say that so many go, Oh yeah, your, your kid's going to grow up. Like it's, you're going to look back and it's like, you're going to blink and your kids are adults. And, um, I used to brush that off. I used to go, oh, come on, whatever. It's just something every, you know, adult says. And so, when I, when like we kind of stopped back in March of last year and things slowed down, I, it was an eye opener as to how much I missed, like what I was not there for Mm. and how much I wasn't helping out, like being there and supporting. And, you know, it was always like, Hey, sorry, I'd love to hang out with you, you know, to my son. It's like, Hey, yeah, I'd love to, to, to do that with you, but I gotta go. I gotta go to work. I gotta work. I, you know, I got this thing to do, which, some of it was, I was not like a job description, like I needed to go. It was, I signed up for it because I felt like it was important for me to be there to show them that I was working hard. Totally. You know, so it was my, I was choosing to do those things that I didn't necessarily need to go do, but I, I felt like it was something that I had to do, um, you know, to, to get praise from my job. Yeah. And I was missing that praise or missing that time and that, 
that um, you know quality time with my family, and I missed out on so many different sports events, different um, you know milestones in their lives, uh, you know having to go away like on you know birthday weekends and things like that, missing my anniversary. Um, in fact, I missed my anniversary like three times because I had uh, yeah, I was at a, a meeting. Jeez. you know, back east wow. or something like that. Yeah. So those types of things that you start, you start to go, oh well, it's okay because I'm the provider and this is what I need to do. Like my family will understand. Yeah. You know, and so I think that that was like the biggest eye opener for me was like being home and having that quality time, being out of work, out of the house, and just be present. So. Definitely. Yeah, that's uh, that's huge. I think sort of it was just gave us an opportunity to like stop and reflect yeah. on the things that you have whether that's your family or whether that's what's important you know, anything because uh because we often miss life as it happens to us and so i think people hopefully i know i won't but i, I hope people also will not um take life for granted anymore yeah because you know it is um we have a number of years here and so uh at least for me like it's hard to believe like a year from Come now we'll, a year like a year from now we'll be we'll be uh, almost done with high school here oh know? yeah so like we'll be graduating yeah. next, next next may and so it's one of those things where like that's when life starts you know yep. <laughs> and so um just something that i a year ago i wouldn't have really thought, thought about, about. i would have been like you know you know not even halfway done with high school yet when you so. think about it it won't even be that too because in senior year we'll have like maybe two classes a term maybe three yeah well, i guess depending I mean, it, on what you d- take depends but but like um, yeah, most people it, kind it of be, it's be super, a little super bit more toned down. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, Axio. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make t shirts with just this yeah, Faxio with Chase's face on it. <laughs> uh, dude, we could, you think we could totally market that? Yeah. Hey, drop a, drop, <laughs> drop we a five star. Drop. If we get five, uh, five star reviews, we'll, uh, we'll drop. Yeah. Merch. Guys, leave, leave the reviews and also, uh, Follow us on Instagram, and then yeah. we'll do it. If we, get, if we get 10 follows <laughs> and next week, then we'll drop the merch. Let's do it. <laughs> um, nice. But, but yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, just just like everything in terms of growing up and all that, uh, people are always like, oh, you know, high school goes by so fast. Like, make the most of it and all this stuff. And I was, you know, before high school, I was like, eh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I will, I will, and then, I will. And then now it's it's crazy. It seems like just yesterday we were, like, at freshman orientation and stuff. Yeah, I, could, I still remember that day. Um, And, you know, here we are at the, uh, the climax. <laughs> but for sure, yeah, that's that's a good answer. Another, another good answer from Danny today. We got a lot of good ones. Deep thoughts with Danny. <laughs> Deep thoughts with Danny. For sure. Awesome. Chase, you got anything else you want to add here? Uh, no, I, I loved the loved it. I thought it was amazing. I really like the great. answers too. Man. I do. I yeah, mean, this is awesome. probably going to be our best episode. So, <laughs> oh, you, you flatter you, huh? You flatter you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All that good stuff. Well, uh, Danny, thanks again for coming on the show today. It was great having you. Um, man, it was it was my pleasure. Seriously awesome it's uh, always always a pleasure talking with both of you guys yeah appreciate it uh where where if anywhere can people uh find the great danny online where can you find me online oh my yeah. goodness shout i out the, uh, shout out your i am i am new yeah i am new to the instagram yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh yeah no i'm just uh yeah on facebook on instagram um but i mean you you can find me you can you know, uh, hanging out at the uh, local hamburger shop if you ever want. So, <laughs> Daniel Lloyd thirteen right there is Instagram. Hopefully, we'll leave that uh, in the notes. If you guys don't want to memorize that, just click yeah. the link and uh, give this man a follow. Danny, you got any plans? You gonna be uh, making any YouTube channel soon or anything like that? Any what now? I'm sorry. I think he's uh, starting in a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you, <laughs> you gonna be uh, making a well, YouTube channel or anything soon? No YouTube channels, but I'm just doing mall openings right now. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, just a couple ribbon cuttings and some uh, gold shovel. Kissing like... babies. <laughs> Kissing babies, yeah. yeah. Typical stuff, you know. Another day in the life. <laughs> nope, no channels yet, but um, but you guys inspire me to uh, possibly do something, so that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. That would be cool. Yeah, well, let us know, yeah. and uh, we say this with most of our guests. Uh, you, uh, you're, uh, you're always welcome to come back here in the think tank. It was great talking to you, Danny. Um, for those of you that didn't listen to the opener, this episode is sponsored by anchor easiest way to make a podcast head to anchor.fm today, uh, and get started. So you can be as cool as chase and I, uh, or almost as cool. Obviously can't quite measure up to our level, but you can try. <laughs> All right. Um, and with that, we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much, Danny. Thanks, Danny. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening to The Think Tank. If you like what you heard, subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram using a link in the show notes. Our intro and outro music is recorded by Corbin Finn. See you next time.